Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the New York Talk podcast. Thank you all for being with us. And I can promise a happy podcast for once. For the first time in a long time, we have, will have smiles all around. There's barely a bone to pick, although we will certainly find at least one um, from <laughs> yesterday's game. But we'll come on to that, hopefully near the end. Uh, a 4-0 win on Saturday afternoon, live in Fly on Sky. Can't really ask for much more than that. And uh, we'll go through some fantastic performances, some great changes. Um, from the management team and whatnot. Yeah, we'll pick it apart and we'll enjoy it. Mick's back with us. Um, you happy with what we may get may still get a Mick round later on? <laughs> Possibly. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Danny's back with us. How are you doing, Danny? I'm all right, thank you. How are we doing, gents? Perfect for a, for a weekend. Lovely. Uh, and Tom is back with us. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm great. I'm really good. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. We're all very happy, as you can tell. Uh, first of all, thank you everybody who has already subscribed to the YouTube channel. We've now clocked over 850, aiming for 900 uh, before well, before the end of the season, but we might nail that well before then, to be honest. Um, if you haven't done it already, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done. Uh, if you're already listening as well, make sure you subscribe to iTunes Spotify as well, because we are listening in there as well. Um, where to start? You know, <laughs> we, we've fought longer than it took Rodham to score in, in terms of the game yesterday. Um, yeah, it's Shelley's, we'll start with Shelley. It says, evening, lads. Still trying to figure out what match I attended yesterday. It certainly wasn't the one I've been watching lately. <laughs> yeah. 31 seconds into the game, Mick. Hakeem uh, Dolphin scored. Um, the goal itself was a brilliant finish, but the sort of build-up, there wasn't really a build-up to it, but it, it was instantly more like what we expected. It was much more intense. There was much more... In, uh, it was very, very quick. Um, we could talk about the finish, I suppose, in a moment, but within those first 30 seconds we saw everything with everything we wanted to see didn't we yeah yeah that i mean the build up to the, from the kickoff to the ball hit in the back of the net kind of epitomized everything we've been screaming for for the last 6 weeks or or whatever it is you know um and 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 what like you said with the finish as well just mm. 
yeah, it, it was great, absolutely fantastic, and what a start! You, the, the immediate reaction is, "Oh God, we scored too early." That was my first thought. <laughs> <laughs> Being a bit positive as I am, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah, great finish. Yeah, it was. Uh, he's going for a little bit of stick recently, Danny. Um, he's barely played, to be fair, to a dolphin. Um, and it's really good to see him get that goal, um, get himself off the mark in the league. He scored some Papa John's goals. Um, but I'm, I did chuff for him because he, he had a good game as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did, definitely. And as the saying goes, a dolphin only scores screamers. Um, because he's, he's, he had the rebounder screamer against Doncaster. Then he scored against Man City, I think. Um, and now he's got his first league goal against Blackburn <clears throat> of all teams. Uh, but yeah, he had a really, really good game. He was very, very solid. Um, he sort of matched Barlasa quite well in that in that, in that little midfield role with Oli maybe playing a little bit further forward than them two. Um, but yeah, he just had a solid game, Adolphin, didn't he? Just a very, very solid game. He was consistent throughout, uh, got his goal and I think he is worthy of that spot in the team of the week as well. Yeah, yeah, he did get the space in the team of the week. Um he deserved it. Uh, we love I uh, Mick said earlier uh, tweeted earlier. We love Victor. I don't have Victor going team of the week. That's the mystery. Um, <laughs> he had one he had one chop I think. He saved it. I suppose. Hundred percent save hundred percent ratio I suppose. Um oh yeah well I suppose it comes. Uh, Tom, let's go back to the before the game started. It was in the morning when the teams were announced. Um, four, 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 three, three, back mm. to a back four. Um, sits obviously still keeping the three in the middle, which I think is key. How surprised were you? We, we talked about last week that we, Danny mentioned that we might, we might see the four at the back. Are we surprised that he took both both newbies in and went straight to that sort of formation? Uh, not really. After seeing the signings he made, it was kind of obvious that he, well, not obvious, but it was kind of his inclination that he wanted to go four back, wasn't it? Because I, I think Bramwell was a good player. I really like him, but I don't think he's a left back. I think he's more of a winger. Um, mm. But this um, <clears throat> going to butcher it every single time I say it. Yeldy, Yelder, yeah, Yelder. Every single yeah. As, as soon as he was signed, you kind of knew he'd slot in at left back, and you kind of thought Morrison would kind of come straight in as well. Um, but yeah, I thought the back four really suited us well. I thought Peltier had his best game for us. Mm. Did everything quite sound. Um obviously Morrison slotted in very well, but everyone's been talking about him. I just thought we were very we were really solid at the back and we kinda we went into like a four five one when defending. And I think that really suited us as well. It means that we weren't really caught on the wings as much as we have been. And I think that was a big issue. But it yeah, but it's it's credit to Taylor seeing what's been going wrong and trying to change it. I think you know it's a credit to him. Mm. Yeah, it's changed it in mid-game, Mick, didn't it, to be fair? You know, yeah. it, it, and on the 80th minute or whatever it was when Woody came on, he went changed back to essentially 3-5-2. So it's good that there is that flexibility within the players. And it's it's really, it's, it's now obvious to say that's clearly what he's wanted to do since the World Cup. He's trying the personnel to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I mean, I, I know everybody's sort of raved about um, about Sean Morrison yesterday, um, and and I, I might be a bit of a controversial view, but I thought he were all right. I don't think he pulled any trees up. I don't think he did anything spectacular. He was just solid. Um, he's obviously got a long way to go for his fitness because he's slower than anybody I've ever seen on a football pitch. I think. I <laughs> mean, um, <laughs> poor lad looks like he's running through a tree club, but he's a, he's a big <laughs> unit. So he's going to take some shifting. Uh, but yeah, I thought he played all right. I, I'm. 
and 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 Hilda as well was all right, but he was caught out quite a few times, particularly in that first half out of position, wrong side yeah. of his man. So he's obviously got a lot to a lot to learn. Um, he, dived in, he did he did dive in quite a bit. But, mm, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, is it like you? I think you said it at the time, Matt. He's, he's very much a raw talent, um, and and he's got some molding to. There's some molding to be done before he's he's anywhere close to the finished article. I'm I'm not hundred percent convinced how much of a difference those two players made to that performance. Um, and and if I had to if I had to nail my colours to the mast, I'd say they didn't make much of a difference. Don't get me wrong. That's not to say in any way that I'm saying that they were, they played badly or anything else. You know, you know what I'm saying. I just don't think that that was the difference yesterday. Um, but having said all that, two great additions, two fantastic additions. Um, but yeah, I, I, changing formation and the changing style were were the key. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. says here the match was that good. He watched it again when he got home, and watched it again. And I followed this morning with the commentary. <laughs> I've done the exact same. <laughs> yeah, I've, and I'm I actually I'm actually really happy that I did as well uh, because we had <clears throat> the uh, the co commentary from Les Payne on I follow and a Dolphins goal is the fastest goal in the championship so far this season. Yeah, mm. Th- 31 mm. seconds, it's the fastest. And I think Rotherham have also got like fifth fastest with Lindsay's goal at um, Luton. Uh, Luton as yeah. well. <laughs> but he brought in some ex- expert uh, knowledge <clears throat> where he said the fastest Rotherham goal ever scored is something like 10 seconds against York way back when. Um, so Taylor, if you're watching the podcast, mate, that's your challenge under <laughs> under 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Um, <laughs> the, it's not a negative, Danny, and I suppose this is going to happen on games like that. But the, the second half of the first half slowed down significantly. I don't know whether we sort of tried to manage the game a little bit, but the press stopped a little bit and everything else. Do you just put that into the sort of managing the game because second half we were back at it again? Do you think it was just us doing it on purpose almost? Um, I can certainly see why we wanted to do it on purpose because um, if we are suddenly going back to that direct style from a from not doing it efficiently, shall we say, um, then yeah, I can totally understand us needing to just settle the game down a little bit, keep it at arm's length, if you like, until half time, and then get get up and go again second half, and that is exactly what we did. Um, but like you say, second half of the first half was certainly. Not on the ropes, but just not as good as the opening quarter, shall we say. Um, like we let Blackburn in a little bit more. Um, they got that shot away, which Victor beautifully parried away, by the way. Um <clears throat> that that is a is a save that keeps you going in at one nil at half time. So yeah. terrific save from Victor. But yeah, I think we did manage the game well, and then second half it was just like, right, go again. And we were a lot more uh, fluid going forward, but we kept the press going. Second mm. half, especially for uh, for Rathbun's goal, the press was brilliant for that goal. We forced the defensive error. Then Dan comes in with the interception, I think it is, and we just keep pushing and pushing. And then Rathbun gets the ball back from Yelder and then just smacks it. And thank God for um, goal line technology. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sam Hadfield says you can't press for 90 minutes. I agree. It's borderline impossible. You have to manage and pick your moments. 
Mm. And I thought we did that exceptionally well, Tom. We we allowed them a little bit too much spam and space <clears> in the second half, the first half, but it was only mm. marginal. Blackburn are a good team; they've got some very good technical yeah. players. They weren't third yeah. for no reason, so they were always going to have moments. But I I feel like we managed it really really well. Yeah, it was almost as soon as um as, as soon as Dak kind of got into the game, started dropping a bit mm. deeper. They kind of up the yeah. tempo a bit. They never they never challenged our back four or they never really, you know, threatened in a in a proper way. I think our performance, as good as it was, does come down to a bad Blackburn performance as well. I think if we played against a top Blackburn side, then it would have been a, a bit of a different game. Not to say it would have been a worse game, but um yeah, I thought that we uh, we handled the uh, the press beautifully as well because there was times when you could see there was a lot more organisation within the midfield. There's a lot more organisation across the back, when to press, when to sit back, and um, yeah, they they just couldn't really bypass the midfield. It was it was a resilient it was a resilient performance that um, didn't even flatter us four 0 I thought all four goals were very much deserved at the to- at the points that they were scored. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I agree with you though that the second half of the first half was a bit nerve wracking at times, but uh, it wouldn't be a Rotherham performance without a solid fifteen minutes of absolute chaos. So <laughs> True. it's it's valid. No, yeah, I thought I thought it's especially second half. We've, I mean, uh, I'm assuming you, but I, I watched it on Sky because I'm, I'm I'm not um, I wasn't able to go, but. Um, the the, uh, the stats were so against us for the second half. It's something like um, minus fifteen or something for like goal difference for the second half or something absolutely stupid. So um, actually going out into that second half, you fear the worst kind of. But then as soon as they, they settled down straight away, and it was just good to see. And that that has to be down to the management of um, the press. And I think it, I think it's a testament to the players as well. It seems like the players have had a say in it. And um, yeah, it can only kick on from here, surely. Mm. Yeah, mm. so so. Uh, Shelley FC <laughs> says thing thing is we had to settle it down a bit because we can't keep as mentioned can't go over ninety minutes. You get into the break it, up in front, and it was up to us to lo- up to up to us to lose, which I agree. Dave Scurran says you're having a laugh, Mick. What game were you watching? <laughs> the new lads made a massive difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, my, my, my question to that would be, tell me specifically how they did what they did. They did their yeah. job and they did it well. But I don't, I'm not, my argument would be, and again, it's not a criticism, I'm not having a dig at all because of the great signings, they really are. But I don't think they did anything different to what Woody would have done or or, or, or not Wes at the moment because of his form, but, you know, Wes on form. Um, I, I, yeah, it's not a criticism and I'm not having a, I'm not having a dig at them because, like I said, they're great signings. But I don't think they had the influence on the game to make the difference that there has been from this game mm. to the previous sense. Yeah, I think I get what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, Shelley FC says formation change was, uh, that was the big factor yesterday. Uh, yeah, I think it was race medley, even though we got back to the high press. If we let teams play, we, uh, we struggle. But yesterday we got back to the old ways. So on the press, Mick, mm. there was a press. I wouldn't, what, how do you define a high press? Do you define a high press as pressing the keeper? Or you just find a high press intensity because we didn't press the keeper. Yeah, we didn't press them until they came near the halfway. I thought again. I think the press was clever when we Mm. did it. We didn't. So we set up walking back to car yesterday last season. Michael Smith did an amazing job at running down blind alleys, Mm. and that worked in League One previously in the Championship. And I thought the the press was so clever yesterday in that sense. Yeah, it was. It was. 
far better thought out than it was under the pre- previous management. Far better. Uh, we did. We kind of did it in phases almost, mm. or phases of the game where we didn't press and we let them play, um, and other phases where we just got in the faces. Um, and as you say, we weren't pressing massively high up. They, all they wanted to do was tap it around amongst the centre halves. They were happy at that. You know, the three 0 down with ten minutes to go, they could get against the team with probably the worst form record in the division, and all they're doing is tapping it between centre halves. They get a goal back at that point, you know, they could easily get not dent the confidence and, and possibly get another one and, and really make it make it tough. But they had no intentions of doing that. They just all they wanted to do was tap it about. Um, and and this was this was one of the points I tried to make when we when we when we were playing badly about coaches, they, they've got a way that they want teams to play. And we thought that over the last four or five games, that's how Matt Taylor was wanting us to play. And, and the, the, these coaches don't, don't have no, in, no indi- inclination to change it. And Blackburn clearly have mm. one way of playing and only one because they didn't change it in any way. Matt Taylor has done that. He's changed it. And massive kudos to him. And the team for 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 realizing something's not right and playing to our strengths. Blackburn didn't do that. Their only strength is to tap it out. They, they had no intentions of, of of trying to do anything else. Bizarre, a really bizarre performance from from a team that are, 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 are allegedly going for Premier League. Ridiculous. Mm. But hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the press was is is it was far more intelligent than it has been. Far better thought out. One of the few comments of agreement with you, Mick. Ray Smedley says he agrees with Mick. The difference was the press and the mm. back four were missing for the weeks. The left back, uh, Elder was caught out a few times and Morrison was steady. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. It is. And then the great, the good players. And they're going to. And they'll, but they'll get better. That, that wasn't yeah, yeah. the best we'll see of them. Absolutely. But that um, wasn't the difference. No. Danny, moving on to a bit more detail of Rathbun's goal. The Blackburn boy, it's quite a belter. I can't think of anything, any word. Um, it was just well, it, it was a Rathbun goal. It was, as Matt Goodwin said in the, in the commentary a few times, it was ratting around and got the ball. And you'd think he were left footed. He scored a couple of belters with his left foot. He's actually right footed, mm. as far as I can know. Um, but yeah, a stunning strike. Keepers got obviously no chance. No, not at all. Um, it would it would just just would have been nicer and a bit less nerve wracking if it had come off the crossbar, bounced on, mm. in, and then up into the roof of the net. Yeah. Uh, but we had that sudden panic of how has he not scored? You know, has that not counted? And then it gets given, and then we all get to erupt again. Um, but yeah, it's such a sweet strike, and so it's just set for him perfectly, and he's just hit it with such power that the keeper's beaten before he can react to it. Um, but yeah, it comes down to that bit of high press as well. We, we steal the ball back. Rathbun drives into uh, into the 18-yard box, gets disp- well near enough to the 18-yard box, disp- gets dispossessed, the elder wins it back, plays back in Rathbun, and then he just punts it and it goes in. And just brilliant, in it? it? And it's great because before... That game, this is a start I got off Sky. Before this game, I think we'd scored one goal from outside the 18-yard box and we got three in one match. <laughs> That's very Rotherham United to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why, it just feels like it's very Rotherham United. Mm. Um, 
Phil Oxley says Rathman was superb. Wouldn't surprise me if somebody came in for him. Yeah. If you're playing this way, Tom, Rathburn is key to that kind of thing. We'll talk about Connor Washington in a minute because I think we need to. Um, but Ollie Rathburn is so important. If you're going to play that type of game, if you're going to make it intense, if you're going to get in the opposition phase, you need an Ollie Rathburn in your team because he's so, so good at what he does. But he also adds these, these, he's great from the attacking side as well. Yeah, no, I was going to say that. As much as people rate his energy, and obviously that's superb, and we need that in a team that, <clears throat> well, how we like to um, uh, press, how we do. Uh, you definitely need his energy. But on the ball, I think he's been, you know, one of the, you know, he's, he's technically very, very good. And I think very underrated in terms of how he's technically good on the ball. Like you were saying, you didn't know if he was left or right footed. I, I still don't know because, you know, he, he can use either feet. He's got a good passing range. He's um he's quite close, technically dribbling. He's he's a very, very all-round good player. And um like that comment said, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if other teams were looking at him because he is probably our... Other the outfield player, most consistent and most, and, and probably you know at the minute best player because he, he sets the tone for the whole game. You know every every other player did follow him, and I thought you know it, it's a testament that every single player was very good um, in the way that they pressed and the way that they all um, engaged with the play. But uh, yeah, they definitely all took over his lead because he's been the consistent performer in recent month, in recent weeks, and it showed it showed it yesterday. Mm. He has, as Sam Hanfield's put in the comments, he's got 18 months left in his contract. He signed originally signed a three-year contract. Mm. And if we are, if, again, this is another topic, but if we as a club were to start learning from our mistakes, you need to be talking now about yeah. an extension. Even if it's just an extra year on the end of his contract, the conversation should be starting now. Uh, mm. I don't think they will, because I don't think that's how we work as a club. But this, that would be how you learn from your mistakes of Rath- of Chio, Barlas, or Smith, Icky. The conversation should be happening now while we're in the championship on a, on a bit of a high. We'll see. We'll see how that goes, see how that works, but I'm, I'm not. Um, we'll see. Um, moving on to the third goal, Mick. Let's talk about the man before we talk about the goal. Because Shane Ferguson had, for me, easily the best performance of his Robin United career. He was absolutely immense. Somebody's put in the comments and I can't find that, so apologies. But Shane Ferguson was, was just ridiculous he was quick we didn't think he was very quick he, he was ratting like Rathbun does he's obviously the left foot's very good if he had a right foot it'd be, it'd be a danger um <laughs> I, can't, I can't speak highly enough of Shane Ferguson or, or against Blackburn I thought he was superb yeah yeah well then he would have thought yeah man with all that experience at this level that he were a good player um <laughs> we've always known he's a good player yeah he might have had some um dips in form um and it would appear uh, based on yesterday, that he's been playing out of position really as a as a as a left back or a left wing back, because um, that position suited him perfectly. Um, and, and if he had a right foot, he'd have gone. It should have been five nil yesterday, wouldn't it? So because uh, he'd have got a brace, but um, he got a vir- virtually one on one with keeper and come. You know, he struggled to stand on his right foot, let alone kick a ball with it. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he was absolutely fantastic and, and arguably. Arguably, man at match over with, with him and Rathbone. It, it was a close call, to be honest. Um, yeah, the, I can't can't praise him enough. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. Mm. It, it, it then brings up a question, Danny, because we've all assumed that Fergie's time at the club's done because because of his age, because the way, the place we're asking to play at left wing back, it, it wasn't working, and, that, and that's that's where we were. That's where we were, but. 
what do you, where do you go from now? And we, we're going to bring two or three players in, I'm sure. But if that's what Shane Ferguson's got, if that's really what he's got in that position, he plays every 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 week because the, the other teams aren't able to deal with that. He's such a threat. Yeah, and he's. Um... I mean, granted, yeah, it's only one game and we don't really know what's been yeah. going off in training, exactly. but it seems to be a very strong overlap that he's got with Yelder. Because <clears throat> for Dauphin's first goal, you see it in action. Yelder wins the ball, plays the one-two with Ferg, and then they just swap positions and go on the overlap. Um, so if that's going to be one way that we move forward, I can sort of see us keeping hold of Fergie, if I'm mm. being honest. Um you know, I think 50k going to Charlton, it, well, that's the rumoured thing anyway, wouldn't do him justice after that game, I don't think. I think the plan moving forward should be keep hold of him, uh, work on that system, maybe bring someone in as a supporting role to also do Fergie's job. Um, but going forward, if we're going to be pressing and going on overlaps like that, I say keep hold of him. Because like you said, he put in a very good shift against Blackburn, didn't he? Mm. Very, very good. Uh, a goal straight from a corner. I mean, before the Barlas one last season, MK Don's, MK Don's Tom, I, I can't remember last time we'd seen one from a direct from a corner. I think we had three in the past 12 months. Yeah. Um, two at Donny, wasn't it? Two at Donny. I think they were the MK Don's one. Where are, you, where are you going with this? Are you saying that keepers got to do loads, loads, loads better? Should have been something up post, or are we just seeing brilliant Fergie? Uh, well, Taylor said after the game that the idea was to put it to the back post. So if Ferguson's seen something and then done that, then fair play to him. But I think you have to you have to blame the keeper there. If Johansson does that for us, you're shouting at him mm. and you're thinking, well, you should be catching that. And especially because just before that, to lead up to the corner, it, it was in a six-yard box and he had his defender headed away. It was, you know, he didn't seem commanding at all in those 30 seconds that it was. He, he just seemed like he, he had no idea what, what he was doing in that, you know, six-yard six yard area and he just didn't have command of it at all. So maybe, you know, maybe it was... Um, intentional but <laughs> who knows all all we know is that it went in and that's all that matters really i think i think the player front post didn't actually do was it uh ranking costello he didn't do much wrong i don't think he just went over his head and mm. <laughs> kind of pushed it in his pushed it in his own net Laurie style <laughs> <laughs> well yeah um ian bradley says good fergie is the best cross of the ball at the club yeah he's got he's got a brilliant left foot um yeah. Chris Taylor says because he didn't. It was good because he didn't have to keep running back to cover the defence. It is true, though. Very, very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. With a player behind him, he looks a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what we've not done for when you have the three-five-two, Mick. You don't. You can't overlap. Danny mentioned it. When you got three-five-two, you can't overlap. You can use the wide areas really, really well, which we have done in the past. But you can't overlap because you don't have the personnel there. Yelder and Fergie, the overlap worked. They just worked well together, and that's yeah. maybe where Yelder deserves a bit more, a bit more credit than we have given him so far. Is that did he make Fergie look as good as he did? Um, possibly, just just by his presence, mm. just by him actually being there, and, and and Fergie knowing that he's got somebody behind him. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It gives him that little bit more confidence to commit, um, commit further forward. Um, you know, he's always you're always second guessing yourself, I guess, as a wing back uh, mm-hmm. as to how how high up the pitch you can commit. Um, but but yeah, the the, the change in formation has certainly helped. Um, certainly helped Fergie, and uh, well, it helped the team, didn't it? Clearly, um, I always felt that the three five two was, um, sorry, yeah, whatever it is, three five two, three five, yeah, three five two was 
ideal for for the press, you know, for the, the game that we played. But but this formation suited it far better, uh, mm. far far better. But that's probably because, as we t- discussed earlier, you know, we weren't pressing as high up uh, because there was no need. There was no need against against Blackburn uh, because they were never going to hurt you um, in, in in the way that they were playing. Um, that all they were going to do is get a ball over the top. That's the only thing that um, that could have caused us a problem. And it almost did. Yeah. Uh, Ian Bradley says, if Carlsberg did debut, he uh, yelled, I did very well, but he says he thought Morrison was immense. Um, yeah. And we even got a long throw. I think I remember one of the first long throws under Matt Taylor. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was really good. Talk about the fourth one. Yeah. Lee Peltier's got a long throw. Who knew? Peltier's got a good throw and all, I know. Who knew that? <laughs> Crazy. Um, let's talk about the fourth goal and there's other bits to pick up, Danny, playing with the bits. Well, the fourth goal, um, the, the inside pass from Dan Barlasser is a sign of what that man can do. I don't. I, think, I thought it was good yesterday. I don't think he stood out. Uh, I mm. thought he, he was a bit wasteful with the ball at times in general. But that pass at the end is why he is worth... He's, in contract is worth five million quid. We're not going to get that, but that's what he's worth in contract um, because it was so good. And, and to be fair to Washington, it wasn't an easy finish either. No, not at all. But yeah, like you say, I thought <clears throat> as a whole, Valasser had quite a quiet game. Mm. Uh, it, it was still there and about and still contributed. It's not like he was just um, moping about in midfield doing nothing and just following the action about. He still contributed where he could, but he never put his stamp on the game until that pass with Walsh. Like he had that little interception moment, like I mentioned, for Rathbun's goal. Other than that, and then his um his absolute beauty of a pass that took out three of their players. And he's it's a strange one because he's not quite toe poked it. He sort of <laughs> hit it with the outside of his mm. toe and it's just sort of cut through three of them. And Walsh is like, right, thank you very much. And he finishes. So it's an absolutely amazing assist from Barlasa. The only recorded, like properly recorded assist on, at least on the BBC Sport website, anyway, mm. um, because they seem to think uh, Yelder's thing with Rathbun didn't count, even though none of the opposition touched the ball. Um, first one, fair enough. It the opposition yeah. cleared it into the path of a dolphin. Um, so it's only Barlasa's, which is the only official assist, but it's an absolutely fantastic assist to have. And like you've said, Matt, it's not an easy finish for Washington at all. He's, he's on his, um, un, if he has one, an unfavoured foot. Uh, but he still just wraps his foot round it and it just cannons off the post. French kiss of a goal for me. That it's completely fooled the keeper because he thinks he's going near post. He's gone far post and it's gone in. Great finish. And just nicely polished off our afternoon. Can I, can I just jump in there? That goal mm-hmm. for me is all about Connor Washington. It's all about Connor Washington. The ball's a great pass. It's a good pass. Mm. But that pass is only available because of the movement of Connor Washington prior mm. to that. If you want that, it's phenomenal. Dan Barlas doesn't take three defenders out. Connor Washington does by his movement. He just drops off. He drops off the first defender. It's just it's a phenomenal piece of movement. Mm. It's just experience. It creates that space for Dan Barlas to, to be able to make that pass. Um, it, it's all about Washington for me. That I mean, it is obviously Barlas against assist and everything else, and you know it looks great. But when you actually drill down into that, the movement of Washington there is 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 top draw. 
Yeah, I, I agree, mate, because <clears throat> he picks up possession first, doesn't he? Drags the ball out wide, then brings it back in, and yeah. then just sort of just loses them and just drifts in to yeah. the 18-yard box. And then, like you say, is able to um, provide that pass for Barlasser, and then he's just like, right, see you in a bit. Yeah. And then he goes and scores. Like you said, experience is key. And I think Washington, now that there is that little bit of bite in the team as well, which is already put on record in the advertising once from the team, uh, now that they've got that, they are starting to come together a little bit. Mm. And Blackburn was that. Black Blackburn, they get, well, the game against Blackburn, even though it's not the finished article and we've still got other players to bring in, some players to leave, etc., etc. But that felt just like the Reading game. It felt like a thing of that's where our ceiling is. That's how well we can play. In I thought we were even that, we might have pushed the ceiling up a little bit further. We might have got yeah. the ceiling extension on, you know, <laughs> but it, we, we are pushing that like that's how well we can play. Some mm. some games, mainly Blackburn away, is how badly we can play. Yeah. And like that, the, the rift is quite big there. So we need to find that nice, consistent middle ground. And if we find that and carry on as we are, yeah, there's going to be a fair bit of performance criticism. Shall we? Shall we say, if in the future? But if we can just mitigate it, pushing that top end, we're fine. Hmm. Uh, Jack Jack agrees with me. Great assist. However, Washington's movement and finish was top class. Uh, Ian Bradley says Wash has been a very very good been a very good signing. Yeah, he's one of the. I feel like he's been an unsung hero from yesterday. Tom, I thought Washington was brilliant. Um, if you're going to have a press, we talked we talked a minute ago about Rathbun. If you're going to hmm. press. Washington's your man. He's so good at that energy, that energetic movement, that the the sort of the, the cleverness as we've spoken about just then. Um, it's turned out to be a really, really good signing when he got a stick when we signed him initially because he's a League One player apparently. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I thought the only real criticism that Charlton fans gave him was that he doesn't really finish. But I mean, that goal yesterday just proves he's a bit, he's a bit of a poacher. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think he looks at the goal and he found the found the far corner. It just you know. All his finishes this season have been quite, you know, poacher-esque. And, you know, he's not the he's not the tallest. He's not going to win win your headers and stuff. But if you play to his strengths and play to his, you know, attributes, which is in behind, um, to his feet, um, on the half turn, etc., then, you know, he, 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 if he gets in those positions, he can score. I know he absolutely fluffed it against Millwall, but the composure before it to then yeah. round the keeper, to then fluff it, I know he fluffed it and there's no defending that but the composure before it he just thought the whole way he's going to score this whereas last season I'm not saying that they're bad players but if if Smith or Ladapo went through on goal you, you did part of you thought mm, they're not yeah you know mm. so, well, that's what I thought anyway <laughs> um but yeah I, I I really think that he is a he's a he's a genuine poacher and not just that but he suits the style of play as well which is maybe why Charlton mm. fans didn't thought he was a league one player he has to play in a certain system but yeah I, I really like him and I think I think if we do get players back from injury and sign players, he'll be he'll be one of the ones that would be unlucky to be dropped because I think based on current form, he is he's one of the, one of the consistent top performers of, of of our season really, which is which is weird because um, a Twitter post went out the other week saying that he was the the worst sure. striker, which is bizarre because <laughs> if you actually watch yeah. him play, you'd, yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, no, I, I genuinely think he's been one of our better players this season. I agree. Uh, YouTubers has given the service and he will score. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, 
Let's move on to an, uh, a bit of a negative before we move on to more positives. Phil Rowlandson says, Paul Davis said we were only awarded one free kick inside 95 minutes. Is that a record for a physical long ball team like Rotherham? Now, Mr. Whitestone was the referee. And it's the first time ever the fouls that weren't given against Chiomic. It's the first time I've ever sat at a game and thought, I think you don't like him. I don't mm. think the referee likes Chio or there's something there because he were, I, I just don't, I can't believe the fouls Chio didn't get. He was jumped on, he was pushed. He could have had about eight fouls and I, well, he got one. And the one he got was the one where the, ref, where the linesman waited for the referee to blow. The referee didn't mm. blow, so the linesman started flagging. And you could see the shock on the lino's face because he didn't understand why the referee hadn't given it. It was, I thought, I thought referee were rubbish again. I was nailed close to mass. I thought we were crap. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we, we talked prior to uh, prior to coming on that uh, Paul Davis is giving eight out of ten. The ref, um, I, I, I'm not sure whether Paul, I mean, I, I, Paul is, is hugely respected from me and from everybody, but I don't know what game you were watching yesterday. <laughs> No, 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 no. He, 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 he's a four off, four and a half at the best from from yesterday. Um, there were no big decisions for him to make necessarily. Had had the been as he showed against in, in the Norwich game, he wouldn't have made them. Um, the, the the decisions that he didn't make, particularly against Chio, was targeted not only by uh, is it Viola? What's his name? Viola. Yeah, Viola. Um, it was not only targeted by him, but it was targeted by the referee. Mm. I'm absolutely convinced because, I mean, there, there was there was a point in the second half where whenever the ball was on its way in the general direction of Chio, their centre-half had already got his arms over the top of of, of, of Benny, wait, just waiting for it, and then climbing all over his back every single time. And every one of them were a foul. Yeah. And they were just not, they weren't given... Um, no, it was it was it was very very poor and very very inconsistent. The ref yesterday, um, you know, it'd, it'd give it'd give a push one minute and then next minute the same push is not punished. Mm. It was just bizarre. It was, but but the the most bizarre moment, as you as you rightly point out there, Matt, with the two fouls on on Chio in quick succession, that the referee wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna give him. And there were two clear and obvious fouls, and it took the. I think the linesman was kind of looking at the referee, and yeah. and as you said, in, with with open mouth, thinking, "Well, am I going to have to get this?" Because you're clearly not. Uh, and eventually, the linesman did, and the referee begrudgingly blew his whistle. But there were just clear, clear, clear fouls. And to be fair, arguably a yellow card because Chio was on his way; he was gone. Um, and and had it not been for that, it would have been. You know, sort of one-on-one -on -one with last defender potentially. No, I thought the ref was appalling, but again, it wasn't a surprise bearing in mind his performance against Norwich. Mm. I think I said pre-game that it can't be as bad. I think he probably was. I think I think you said. I think you said it. Mick. I think that's probably his level. I think that's the type of referee he is. Yeah. I just don't think yeah. he's very good. It's um, just incredibly inconsistent. Mm -hmm. uh, but 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 uh, seriously, the, um, the 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 Treatment of, of Chio by him yesterday was, was really, really poor. Really poor. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I, uh, I said, I, I, I've never sat at a game and thought that, ref, that a referee has a problem with a certain player. I genuinely think he had a problem with Chio because mm. there was just some blatant fouls and it was just, 
I don't recall ever seeing anything like that on a consistent basis against a singular player. It was just bizarre. Danny, are you coming from the same point we are on that? Uh, if I'm being completely honest, lads, I was trying to sort something out on my phone then. Especially <laughs> <laughs> there on this podcast. I was trying to sort something, to sort something out for an event that's only just had its tickets go live, so I apologise. Can you repeat the question, please? <laughs> <laughs> the referees, the referees' management of Chio's treatment, uh, it was just, well, I think the referee was, was rubbish. Yeah, uh, I think sometimes referees get a bee in the bonnet about certain players and they like look at the players and go, oh, they they do that, so I'm going to treat them this way. Mm. You know, like if if um, <clears throat> they've got the opinion that a player sort of sells fouls to them a little bit or goes down a little bit too easily or uh, feels just that little bit of contact and then bang, they're on the floor, they sort of get the bee in the bonnet and treat them differently. That might be the case with the ref and Chio, uh, not to nail colours to the master or anything because it might be completely untrue, but it does feel like that Chio got a little bit of a disservice when he was quite blatantly being fouled sometimes. But then on the flip side, he did that to a couple Blackburn players as well. There was one instance that sticks in my brain where it was quite obviously a push in the back on one of the Blackburn players and he just didn't mm. react to it. Yeah. And I said, and I said to the people around me, "How's he missed that? No, that's a blatant flower, and that's my team that's done that." Uh, but yeah, it, yeah, just mm. strange, strange yeah. to see Chio treated that way when we see all the referees um, treat him the way you'd expect them just to treat all players. If it looks like a foul, it's probably going to be a foul. Mm. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Paul Brock says the referee was rubbish, consistent. It meant inconsistently rubbish for both sides, yeah. I'm not. We're not. So, not sorry saying that. I think he was. He was biased, Tom, and I don't think he was. I don't, I don't think. I, although I do think he was biased against Giro. Um I just think he was, in general, a bad referee, and well, that's where we are, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys have probably said it all. I mean, personally, I didn't. You know, didn't notice him really. I mean, there was a couple times that Danny said. I think it was uh, he held a clear foul on their their player, and I thought, mm. well, that's a foul, and they gave our throw in. I mean, yeah, there was a couple times when he was really poor. Or Benny down the wing when they, the Lions went out to give it was the main one. But I thought, on the whole, based on the the whole season of the Championship referees, he wasn't the worst one I've seen, but he wasn't <laughs> the best. I thought I didn't really notice him. Fair enough. I, you know, it didn't it didn't affect the game. Um, as much as it could have done. Um, yeah, I agree. There's a couple of, you know, could have given a foul when uh, for Rathbone's goal just before it, he could have given a foul. Um, 
you know, there was plenty of other times when you, you could, you, you know, you, some refs in this league would have given a foul on the keeper for Ferguson's goal for absolutely nothing just because he's mm. fallen over. You know, it's it's what it's one of them. It's one of them. Um, he was he was all right. I didn't notice him. He was he was he was okay. He was yeah, bang, bang average. I think it's just it's about it's about asking for consistency. Yeah, you know, that's, I, I, that's all it is. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we we got a penalty given us against, against us at Ipswich last week for shirt pulling, quite correctly, absolutely mm. right, not an issue with it at all. Same happened to Conor Washington yesterday in the box, two or three yards away from the referee, not given. It's a clear shirt pull. You know, you just just apply the rules as they are. You know, yeah. and, and and that's the issue with it, um, climbing over the chair and, and stuff like that. But you do see, I'm sure. Because I had, I had this conversation with my wife who watched it on television and, and she she thought the referee had a, a decent game, no issues. Yeah, so that's you do probably see it differently when you're there and, and you know, so you, you, you see it differently. And yeah. Difficult no, job. Yeah. Tough, tough job. And I'm not not arguing with it, but do, yeah. just do, it, do the same thing every time. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I do agree with that. There needs to be a lot more consistency in EFL refs in general. I think even... Some of the decisions, you know, across the whole of the EFL has been absolutely shocking. I mean, there's a couple of offside calls in League Two, and I don't know what I think it was League Two, just absolutely absurd. And I think the whole standard of refereeing is absolutely abysmal in the EFL. And I think, yeah, I think I think if you get all right ref, you have to take it because there's so many bad ones out there. Yeah, let's move on because with the, we're going into negatives when we should be talking about positives. Uh, we'll finish two comments which sums it up. Symphony says, I agree with the comments, but he wasn't the worst ref we've had, saying it, saying it wasn't very good. But Ian Colton says, I agree with Tom, the ref wasn't bad. All about opinions. Um, yeah, let's. So, where do we go from here, Danny? For Danny? Because yesterday was so good. It, for me, it was performance of the season. I don't think it's even close. It's certainly performance of Matt Taylor's reign. For me, it was easily the performance of the season. Where do you go from here? Because Barlas a couple of games were out. We'll talk, maybe talk about that in a minute, about the Barlas leak uh, rumours on Friday. Gio's probably on his way out. Matt Tiller wants probably four to six players somewhere around that. That 11 will probably never play together again. So where do you go from that? Is that <laughs> is that a base? Is that going to change again? What, what do you think? <sighs> Million-dollar so question, that, Matt. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> Could you give me a bit of warning on that one? <laughs> um, I think with Taylor confirming there is <clears throat> the interest from Middlesbrough in Barlasa, um, it sort of gives you the inkling that something is afoot, but he's said that the offer's nowhere near the 900k that's been reported by the mainstream media. And from Taylor's record of being very upfront and honest, sometimes to the brutal extent, I sort of trust him with that one as well. Mm. Um but yeah, that starting eleven does have the potential not to play together again. But depending on how you know um, Eves and Kelly get on, and depending if he does want to shake it up against Watford, we could be seeing the same eleven again next weekend. Possibly, like no you know, the, 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 like if the signings are like <clears throat> uh, fit enough and go into the system rather fluidly in training. Because um, Morrison and Yeldon must have been in training a little bit longer than we give them credit for, so mm. just slotted straight yeah. into the starting eleven. Even though Morrison wasn't a hundred percent fit and did have to be swapped out with Woody, and but Yelder was more or less match fit. He lasted eighty nine minutes. Mm. He just needs a bit of tweaking here and there. 
So we could be seeing the same starting eleven again. I imagine the same system will now be played um, because you know you don't beat four nil by not working efficiently as a formation or as a team, do you? Um, so yeah, I personally think we could see the same eleven again. Although if players do leave, then obviously we won't, and we'll see new faces. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, what, what, what do you, what do, how do you think, Tom? We, 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 we obviously can't see into the future. We can't see what business can be done this week. Is it going to be done this week, or is it going to be done the week after when the window eventually closes? Mm. Um, but do you think there still needs to be changes? Do you, th- do you think if, if that was the eleven from now until the end of the season, would you think that's still enough, or do you still think reinforcements are needed? Well, if if you look at the eleven and the performance that they all gave when you know that they're all at their best, maybe not. But if you look at the bench and you think about what players we could have brought on, they were all defenders. <laughs> you know, we had, I think they were all defenders and Lindsay, and that was it. <laughs> and you think, yeah. well, I mean, if that doesn't scream that we need at least squad depth, mm. then I don't know what does. And obviously, if you take into account Barlasser and Ogbeni for, for, you know, for, for the sake of it that they go, um, then you're looking at you know two play two two less players in that eleven, um, and then which players slot into that from the bench and you probably none. <laughs> so you're thinking you need at least three to four uh, additions just based on squad depth and changing it up. Like you said, he, he moved to a three a three back towards the end of the game. He's not looking to stay with a. Um, I mean, I think he wants to start with a four at the back, but he's not looking yeah. to stay there entirely. If, if, he, if the game's not going his way, I think he'll want to change it. And I think he'll want the players to come in and change it. As much as, we're, we're, as, much as Ferguson had a brilliant game, is he, is he going to be in that 11 every week based on yeah. his previous injury um, proneness? Probably not. Um, so, yeah, I think, I, I think based on the performance yesterday, the 11, if they're all fit and still there, shouldn't be changed. Um, but if he does bring in um, any new additions, I think a midfielder is needed. Mm. Uh, not just wanted, but needed. I think probably um, another winger is needed and maybe another striker as well, just to, um, you know, with a bit more quality. But I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, all, I know all, all I think is that I think we need a midfielder and a, a winger very, you know, very badly mm. because I can't see Ferguson lasting... Uh, the, the rest of the season, as much as I thought he was, he had a fantastic game, and I would like to see him play a lot more. Um, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> uh, and then with midfielders, I think um, if if all players stay, then you need as good as a Dolphin was. I think he might need you might want someone a bit more forward thinking, you know, a bit more yeah. technically um, advanced. So you know, you, you've got a lot of yeah, just so you have options to change the game in your favour. Um, but other than that, I think it's 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 a pretty sound eleven that I think a lot of, especially the lower championship teams would you know be happy to field as well. So I think I think we're in a good position currently. It's just whether they can all stay fit and stay match fit and stay you know in form because obviously form can drop a lot. Um, I think a lot of their form did drop, which caused this. I think a lot, but then again, I think a lot, I think um, I think form dropped this time last year, and uh, yeah. we're all saying. How, how poor we were and I think we were playing against worse opposition so we didn't get pulled quite as much apart but even so you know it, it you know it happens to every team you hit a run of form which you think this is the worst time we're ever going to have as a club and then you pick it up again and I think the I think as much as um Keldy and Morrison were good I think even just them being new 
helped the team mm. a the lot freshness. more. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I hope I hope he does bring in players, but whether or not they'll actually come straight in, who knows? Uh, probably not. Um, mm. I think he'll want to keep the same eleven. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Sean Green says, watching Rathbun's in match interview, yes, post match interview, it seems the players had their say on the way to play. Yeah, he mentioned something about drawing a line in the sand at the start of the week, Mick. Now, we've all probably all heard the rumors on social media about the reported unrest in the camp, uh, which may or may not be true. We don't know. Rathbun's talk suggests that there was clearly, you know, they weren't all, sounds like they clearly weren't seeing them from all from the same hymn sheet uh, prior to that. And, but, that can happen. That 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 a good leader will have that conversation. And yeah, right, yeah. what's gone is gone. We move forward, mm-hmm. and that's you can you could maybe say the players had their say, but I choose to take it. That's good man management. That he's had Matt Till has been man enough to have those conversations, take it on board, and move forward. That's what I see anyway. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because it's not two weeks ago since he was saying that these players aren't good enough at this level for this level. Um, and they went out yesterday and proved to him emphatically that they are. Mm. Um, so we'll have to wait and see how it progresses over the next few weeks. Um, the players have showed him what they're capable of at this level, how they can affect a game, affect a team that are top three in this division, and absolutely take them to the cleaners. They didn't just sort of, we didn't just scrape a win. The reality of it is that after Victor made that serve in the first half, we were never in danger. We were never in any danger from them. And that's because the players that, with the greatest respect to Matt Taylor, and I'm not calling him out, I'm not digging him out, the players that he said weren't good enough for this level proved yesterday that they are. So hopefully he's taken that on board. Um, and, And if he has, that is the sign of a very, very good leader. You know, recognizing what assets you've got. And playing to their strengths, that's 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 exactly how it's done, isn't it? You know what I mean. So, yeah, it, we're going to see how it how it, it, it moves on from here, aren't we? Um, you know, whenever there's a change in management, change in leadership, people have got to get to know each other. They've got to understand each other and understand how each other works. Um, and there's got to be compromises on both sides. And there's definitely been compromises because. We're not playing exactly the way we played under the previous management. It's an improved version. Mm, it's an evolution. Board, what Matt Hill said, but he must have, he, it would appear, has taken on board what they've said, amalgamated the two together and come up with what they came up with yesterday, which was just phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so on the, on the rumours, we'll just... This one, I'm going to leave it. Shelley says, about this so-called unrest, wasn't Matt Taylor supposed to have fallen out with Lee Peltier? Yet isn't Morrison one of his best friends? I'd say, I, if that was the case, uh, would he have come? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, Don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> Especially Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. yeah. um, Apart yeah. from, from me, because I really can't lie. <laughs> you're a journalist you're a budding journalist mate, mate, look, mate look, legit I cannot lie at all like people call me out like that when I've been lying and I can't oh, do it mate. in text either like oh <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be the most truthful journalist out there ever yeah, you need to choose a different career mate <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about, 
I'm thinking about going into painting and decorating, if I'm being honest. Power <laughs> <laughs> um, UK says he reckons that Taylor apologised for his public slur, well, for the thing that Nick alluded to, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Again, he doesn't necessarily seem that man to, to apologise. I think he says what he means and he means what he says. Yeah, I'll make mistakes, but... Or, or did he say something differently privately than he said publicly? Mm, we will obviously never know. Um, but we'll Let's mix it up and write it on the internet. Yeah. yeah. We'll think of something and then we'll finish yeah. the tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's just tick off this damn bar last of stuff that got, that got leaked on Friday night, Danny. Um, the Somebody went to the press, went to Sky Sports News, and Daily Mail picked it up as well. Uh, Dan Barless has got his heart set on Middlesbrough, but Rotherham United have told him that under no circumstances Rotherham United are going to sell him this window. Now, we don't know who's leaked that. Normally, this comes from the agent or, or Barless's camp, which is the agent. Um, mm-hmm. Not great, really. Not a great look for anybody because it's not true. And Matt Taylor's confirmed the 900k, which report is not true. It was reported that we are refusing to sell him at any price, which... If anybody knows Rotherham United knows that's not true, we will sell anybody <laughs> at the right price. Um, what do you think? It just it just felt unnecessary, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, like, like you say, I won't be selling Barlasser at any price. I think I speak for every Miller, like you say, that's not the case. If the money's on the table and we think, yeah, that's about right, we're going to cash in, yeah. aren't we? But even if it was 900k, we won't cash in with that. We'd have to cash in probably one and a half, two million-ish. And for a player on six months left on his contract, you can understand Middlesbrough going, no, we're not doing that. Mm. Um, I think with Barlasser, he is still a very key cog in this machine. And that's why he said, we're not going to sell him under any circumstance. It would have to be a Will Grigg to Sunderland sort of thing on deadline day that would pry Barlasser away from us. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I sort of understand why the rumours have come out. Like Barlasser does like the northeast; he's from there. The rumours that have been circulating is that he and his missus want to go back up there, which is completely understandable if that is the case. But at the same time, to come out with a number and then go, no, it's not that at all. It's like right, so someone is trying to put the move up a gear by making it public, you know? Because we had the um, it was it went public before. Um, in the January window, was it Ladipo's camp that went public? Freddie, Freddie released yeah. it. Is, is it, is it well, allegedly his agent leaked the transfer transfer request? Yeah, mm. um, I mean, we could be looking at something like that, but end of the day, we won't know, will we? It's no, not no. like it's not like Dan is going to put on record going, Yeah, my agent's a bit of an idiot and he's leaked it when I told him not to, <laughs> you know, because he wouldn't have an agent then, would he? And he'd have to yeah. sort out his own contract negotiations. Um, yeah, it's just a strange situation, but then again, it's modern football, isn't it? It's modern football and people trying to get the one-upmanship in. Oh, I know this. I'm going to tell this to the whatever whatever paper it is or website or journalist or whatever. Try and fashion a move, make those that party blink first or egg on this party to make the decision, this, that and other. It just made the situation look like scrambled egg, hasn't it? What I can't get my head around is that this rumour that it, it, they've offered 900,000 and what were the other parts of it that we're not willing to sell at any price and whatever else they've said. We've been told that the 900k thing is a lie 
is not true. We've been told that us not going to not willing to sell at any price is also not true. So we put them to one side, but we're still willing to believe the rest of it. I mean, it's just nonsense. It's just nonsense. It's just made up nonsense. We've been told it's it's not made up. It's been it's it's the Sky Sports. It's it's made up. It's wrong. But Sky Sports and Daily Mail were insignificant to those people as a club. So why, yeah, yeah, yeah. unless some, unless an agent, or to be fair, it could have been the club. Let's be right; it could have. I don't think it is, but it could have been. It could have been Middlesbrough. It could yeah, have been, been so many different parties. Yeah, exactly. But it could, it could have been Alan Shearer for all we know. <laughs> it could have been Joe Bloggs <laughs> on because that's where the lot. That's where a lot of these places, particularly like the Daily Mail and the BBC, get all their news from. It's just nonsense. We've been told it's rubbish. We've been told that it's not true. And yet we, we're still entertaining the notion that there's some there's some element of truth in it. it I find it really bizarre. Well, I, no, no, no. And I understand the fact that, that they need any of the truth about somebody's gone out with this. And the question Ooh. is, yeah, well, that, that, that's the point. And, and, and it's, as much, it's as much likely to be Joe Bloggs off Twitter as it is somebody at Rotherham United or Middlesbrough. Not for it could have been any of those three people. But if Sky Sports Daily come from us, Barlas's camp or borough. Why? Well, two of the parts of it are wrong. Yep. Yeah. And then either you're trying to tell me the agents always tell the truth. I think we should make notes on this, Tom. No, they don't. Absolutely they don't. But why would they put out a rumour that's palpably and provably not true? Why? To put pressure on the club to try and sell him. Nonsense. It's nonsense. It's made up. And if it's not made up, then let him go. But I don't think that's... It's just... It's just. I don't understand why we entertain these things. I don't, genuinely. I, particularly when we're told that half of it's not not true from Orsa's mouth. John Simpson to force Rotherham's hand and sell him. That, that's... If if this is if if it's coming the Barlas account, that's the idea. The good thing is, and and I think it is really good, is that Barlas played well, Tom. Because if Barlas came out and had a stinker, even if this didn't come from his camp, if he came out and had a stinker on Saturday, it'd be a lot of unhappy fans because that's yeah you were making assumptions. Well, he was captain as well, wasn't he? Was yeah. that part of his? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 you know, it's it's fathomable, fathomable, fathomable that uh, that Barlasa wants a move further close to Newcastle. That's that's fair enough. But other than that, I agree. I agree with Mick that if both of it's come out as not being true, then it's probably just a, a ploy to try and get to sell him. And you know, if he listens to it, if he wants to go, then nothing, nothing in the paper is going to change that. If we get the right offer, then he'll mm. go. If he wants to go, then he'll go. Nothing in the papers or anything like that is going to change it. The fact that he was. Um, captain and played well. I mean, I mean, I think his qualities dipped a bit, but I think his effort's still there. Because if he'd moped about the pitch as captain, then of course, then you'd, you'd understand that both parties want him gone, uh, or at least Balas's party want him gone. But the fact that he played, you, you know, he, he put his effort in. Quality wasn't always there, but the effort was. You, you got to think that maybe, even though his he, he might want to go to borough bigger wages closer to home etc etc um it doesn't matter because you know he's playing for this club and that's where he's going to going to be 
you know, until his contract runs out. Um, and that's all that really matters at the end of the day. If he get, if he leaves at the end of the if he leaves at the end of the season, so be it. If he leaves in the next week, so be it. Um, yeah. As long as he keeps churning out the performances, then I don't think many Rotherham fans will complain uh, because it's not it's not quite the same um, thing that Ladapo did. Ladapo oh, yeah. was dropped from the squad, and then it got leaked that he wanted he put in a transfer request, etc. And and then Smith and Icky and and all that kind of nonsense. He's he's not done that. He's just he's playing his football. He's letting whatever absolute nonsense go on behind him. Um, and, and and we're doing the same. We're letting whatever nonsense happen happen. If, if a bid comes in, a bid comes in, and if it doesn't, then he'll go in summer. And uh, we'll wish him all the best because he's been a good, he's been a fantastic servant for us. But yeah, that that you know. But I, I I do I do I do agree with Mick that you know entertaining this does benefit the people that leaked it because that's what they want. They want fans to turn against him, and realistically, we we shouldn't. If he if he goes to Borough, I think everyone can see why he would want to. Um, mm. And if and if he doesn't end up going, then it's you know what the, the best to him because he obviously want he, he's obviously a good player that wants to be on a bit more money, which I think is is a reasonable request. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I agree. I agree. Um, anything else? Anything else anyone wants to touch on, talk about, mention? Um, we've covered plenty of positives. Nice taking a few negatives just for uh, just for the laugh. <laughs> um, anything oh, else? Really <laughs> <laughs> any, other, any other individual performances that we haven't talked about that we should have talked about? Any moments from the game that we haven't talked about that we should have talked about? Um, anything? I think we've covered most of it, haven't we? There's yeah. um there's one thing that I noticed that only after I watched it back on Sky I might add. Um I think it's after we scored our second goal, you saw a bit of emotion creep from Matt Taylor and you sort of see him go, What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> because we're playing that well. Um so I just thought I'd chuck that in just as a bit of a funny. Yeah. Well there you go. Well, 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 his face, like, What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll call it quits. We've done a, we've done a good hour there. Um, we will be back on Thursday evening to preview what for the final game before the enforced break. Not an international break this time, but an enforced break because of our FA Cup failure and Sunderland's <laughs> success. Um, we'll talk about any transfer rumours, any, well, hopefully some signings. By the, by, by the time Thursday, hopefully we'll pick up a couple of signings. We, do, we just don't know. We may have lost a player or two. Uh, there's rumours of players going out on loan, players going out permanently. We'll see how they, they play out. With Apparently, the... Middlesbrough have offered 900,000 for Dan Barr last week. Have they really? I've heard that Rotherham are unwilling to sell at any price. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. Put it on our website. We might get some clicks and all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michael Carnell says, rightly so, a nice head header from the fan in the crowd. Oh, yes. Yeah. Excellent. I don't know who you are, sir, but that was a fantastic header. He <laughs> got a chance of signing him up from me, so well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, please subscribe. If you haven't already do so on the YouTube channel, we've creeped over 850 now, so keep subscribing if you haven't done already, because we're creeping up to 900. Slowly but surely we'll get there soon enough. Uh, and if you're listening iTunes, Spotify, make sure you've subscribed on there as well because you are listening there, so you may as well just subscribe while you're there. <laughs> and if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating as well because you, if you're listening, I assume you've enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, Nick, 
Thank you very much. A couple of rants and almost an argument in there. Were enjoyable. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> people will be getting bored of me now. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that I'm not going to bump into Mike 61 Miller at uh, <laughs> match because <laughs> this is a referee's assessor and he's just going to punch me like that. <laughs> no, no, Mick, he said in the comments he's going to give you a yellow card. So, Mike, if you ever yeah. do see Mick, make sure you've got your cards and just come down. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> um, Harry Kellick says that the guy that headed the ball was his cousin's dad. I don't know, is it? Mate, you made us all brain is fart it? with that one. It must be. <laughs> oh, I'm only, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't know. know. We'll, we'll, we'll put that together we'll and come back with that one. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> You're making me think and it's like nearly, yeah, yeah. nearly half a, It's come past nine. You're going to think about either. things not about football. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Danny, pleasure to have you with us again. Thank you very much. Yeah, always a pleasure. Nice to have a win on the cards now. <laughs> Tom, thank you for being with us. I think it's your first win. Yeah. With us. I know. The bad, about. <laughs> the bad omen is lifted. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. You see how your officer's putting comments. Wouldn't Why wouldn't it just be your uncle? We don't know. We just don't know. What We'll be back Thursday. Let's just crack on big festival. vicious, but brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 